everyone, and welcome back to Traditionally Speaking. I'm pleased to say that this is the very first episode that we're going to be talking about Christmas pop culture, films, TV, music, and on this particular occasion, we're going to be looking at Christmas TV movies that have been filmed here in Bonnie, Scotland. Which, I'll tell you, it, it's you surprised me when you told me that, and I hadn't seen either of the movies you're going to be talking about, but I'm excited to know that that has actually been done. So, And I'll bet you a lot of our listeners are going to be familiar with this. So let us know if you are. But yeah, Tom, please continue. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, in the grand tradition of traditionally speaking, uh, we're going to be looking at um, American film productions that have been set here in Scotland. So the first one is Christmas in the Highlands. Now that came out in uh, December 2019. Um, it was a lifetime Christmas movie um, filmed by TriVenture Films. And the other one more recently was A Castle for Christmas. Now that was made for Netflix and uh, it starred Brooke Shields and Carrie Ellis. Um, so it, it had a really big promotional campaign behind it and uh, certainly has uh, has met with interesting responses over here. I'm excited to hear about that one especially and, and you gave me some hints on some things I think our listeners are going to flip when you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean the interesting thing is there is a, a kind of commonality between the two films which we'll, we'll look a bit closer at as we go along um, but the the first film Christmas in the Highlands it was directed by Ryan Dewar um, it stars Brooke Burfitt and Dan Genot, and it was filmed um, actually not too far from, uh, from here in Angus, which is a, a county on the east coast of uh, Scotland, um, and it was filmed in the very famous Glam's Castle. Now, Glam's Castle was the uh, residential home of the Queen Mother, uh, who was the wife of King George VI, so he's... By that, she was the grandmother uh, of the current King Charles III. Um, and it's a, it's a remarkable place to visit. Um, now, it, this is a castle actually that has a very long history because it goes back all the way to King Malcolm of uh, Macbeth, if you remember the Shakespearean play. Um, now, he once resided at Glam's Castle, um, and uh, it's very interesting to think it goes that far back because, uh, you know, if you see it now, the, the grounds are very modern and, um, you know, it's, it's a place that, that merges the traditional and the, uh, the modern quite well. Um, and this is something that's picked up on in the film. Basically, yeah, it's all about um, an American perfume executive who comes to Scotland in search of a very particular perfume which belongs to um, this, this family of noble blood who reside at um, Glam's Castle. Um, now, what's really interesting about it in particular um, is if you um, know Scotland well, um, there are all sorts of different places around about the Glam's Castle area which were used as filming locations for this movie. So you have um, Pickering's Gin Distillery, you have the Edinburgh Christmas Market, there's um, a, a wonderful Christmas tree farm in Tayside. Uh, all of these things are featured. Um, but what's also nice is um, there's uh, a reindeer from the Cairngorm Reindeer Centre. Um, there's a visit to Pitlochry, which is an absolutely fantastic town in uh, Highland Perthshire. Um, and you also get a cameo 
by Ian Burnett, who is the famous Highland chocolatier. So there's really something for everybody in this film. Oh, you make me want to go visit that just to visit the other areas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that really shows off, you know, a lot of really interesting Scottish scenery. And, you know, without in any way um, wanting to uh, to deride the the screenplay, I'll have to say there are not a lot of surprises in how this, this story ends, um, but getting there is fun. You know, it's, it's all about the journey rather than the arrival. And um, it is, uh, you know, nobody's going to say it's the most original film, but it's certainly a, a lot of fun um, finding out exactly what's going to happen with this perfume and with this, this star-crossed uh, romance. <laughs> sounds like a fun movie, and it certainly sounds like it'd be worth watching. <laughs> well, there, there has been a little bit of controversy about it over here, um, because the, uh, the, the aristocratic Scottish family um, all have exceptionally received pronunciation kind of delivery, and people have said, this is not really how Scottish people speak. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the interesting thing, of course, is if you've been privately educated, odds are, you know, you've either been educated in England or you've been educated with a kind of accentless delivery um, here in, in Scotland at one of the private education establishments. So consequently, um, it's not entirely out with the bounds of possibility that you could be an aristocratic Scottish family uh, and, and sound like that, you know, with the traditional. Uh, However, also. if any of the characters <laughs> don't look like they've been educated in that manner, then their mm. accent's a little off. <laughs> it's a little bit like if you remember, you know, these old movies from the golden age of Hollywood in the 30s and 40s, and a lot of people like Mary Astor and Cary Grant have that mid-Atlantic accent, which kind of comes from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's a little <laughs> bit like that. You just have to use a little imagination, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's very much in that, um, in that vein. It's probably not the most realistic film, but you know something, if you're in the right mood for it, it's a lot of fun. And it sounds like it'd be a good way to, to spend a, a couple hours. So <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, it's, uh, and I would say it has a, an extra purpose, which is if you're thinking about visiting, um, you know, Highland Perthshire or Angus, um, when you're over here uh, in Scotland, then, you know, it's a fantastic travelogue for all these places. And, you know, quite charming performances as well. There are people like Geraldine Somerville in there. There's a cameo by Caprice Bure. Uh, you know, the, the famous model and actress. So, I mean, there's lots and lots of uh, good fun and actually a really good original score by Ian Fisher as well, which is, is well worth the, the uh, price of attendance, as they say. Well, moving on to the next film, this one I'm really anxious for you to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the castle itself and its legends. Yes. Well, this is a, an amazing film, actually, for a variety of reasons. Um, first and foremost being um, the fact that it has uh, an, an all-star cast. You have Brooke Shields and you have Carrie Elwes, um, both of whom have, you know, long careers in, in film. Um, I mean, it shows my age a bit, but I still think of Brooke Shields as being the, the teenage pinball wizard in Tilt. Um, everybody remembers Carrie Elwes, of course, from uh, The Princess Bride and Robin Hood Men in Tights and many other films. Definitely. So, uh, 
Princess Bride is still one of my very, 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 very top films. And I, I can't, I'd be embarrassed to tell you how many times I've watched that. So it's <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> so both of them are having a great time in this film. One of the, the major reasons why people like this film is because you have stars in a film who are in their mid 50s early 60s you know it's not a film where everybody is in their you know in the in the prime of youth in their 20s um they're having a lot of fun there's some amazing uh location filming in it and um there's a i was saying particularly the cinematography by michael coulter is really good because if you know the places where they're filming it really makes the most of these various different locations um basically the 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 story i mean the film's directed by mary lambert and um, the story is largely about this American author who um, has caused a scandal with her most recent novel and she wants to get away from it all. So she comes across to Scotland um, and she comes to the, um, the ancestral home of her father. Um, he worked as a groundskeeper uh, in a castle and she meets who she thinks is a handyman. But the handyman is actually a duke who owns the castle. The castle's falling apart, but um, he's, you know, hits on this idea that perhaps if he can convince Brooke Shields to buy the castle, um, but then he makes her life really untenable, that she will um, decide to abort the sale, leaves him with the castle, but also he gets to keep the deposit. So that's the conceit behind the film. The reality, of course, is somewhat more romantic. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a Christmas movie. <laughs> it wouldn't fit in the genre that very well. <laughs> So the, the, it's, a, it's an interesting film because um, it's actually based in um, Dalmini House, which is a, a mansion, it's a Gothic revival mansion, and that's just outside Edinburgh. And um, Edinburgh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's right on the south bank of the River Forth, so some lovely, lovely location filming there. Um, and really what's good about the whole thing is the fact that they really do use a lot of really interesting authentic Scottish filming locations very effectively. There is for instance South Queen's Ferry which um, is uh, right next to the, the Queen's Ferry crossing bridge. Uh, there's uh, Curis and Fife as well which is somewhere that's been used in Outlander um, and they use that as the, the village of Dunbar. Some beautiful period architecture there. So um, there's also a Tantalan Castle, which was uh, a filming location. They go to visit it throughout the film. So there's all these really interesting um, places. Again, totally different part of the country from um, Christmas in the Highlands. But um, it, there's a very nice job of showing the real Scotland, you know, the Scotland outside the big cities. Right, right. And now you had mentioned something particularly interesting about the castle in this one. And I'd love you to, to tell our listeners about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting, this castle, because, you know, quite differently from the, the, the um, castle that's used in the first film, it's in terms of its actual interior detail, a really fascinating place. And how they use it in the film, without wanting to give too much away, is, uh, is, is quite interesting. Because, of course, in a sense, you have to believe this castle's falling apart um, it's you know it's, it's somewhere that's seen better days. In reality, of course, Dalmini House is an amazing mansion house. It's an incredible place to visit, and um, you know, and it's the exact opposite of the kind of place you see in the film because it's you know beautifully kept and maintained, um, and uh, so many amazing things to see there. 
Now, is this the one that is haunted? Uh, no, no, no. That's that's Glam's castle. Um, that, that that's the castle from the first film. Um, I would I would probably say though, you know, and I would I would definitely recommend anyone um, who who goes there um, not not be put off by any supernatural tales. But I would say, if you ask any of the tour guides, they will probably say no, no. There's no such thing as ghosts. Don't worry about it. The reality of it is, however, there have been all sorts of sightings and hauntings around the area. Um, so, uh, and, and a lot of interesting stories as well, um, all about uh, one of the previous uh, lords of the castle who tried to cheat the devil at cards. So if you're ever there <laughs> in Lord's castle, um, you know, definitely ask one of the tour guides about that story. Um, and you'll be quite amazed at how that turned out. Wow, there's, there's some interesting tidbits on the side for that. Well, both films sound absolutely charming. And, you know, I would, I would like to see the, now, do you know if they're going to replay those on like Netflix and uh, Lifetime or uh, was that like a one-time thing? As far as I know, um, it's available still to see on, on Netflix for A Castle for Christmas. Um, Christmas in the Highlands, certainly over here on, on Movies 24, it gets repeated quite regularly. Um, I'm not massively sure um, if uh, there are other places you can see. I think uh, Lifetime Channel um, will have certainly done so. Um, so it's, uh, it's worth a look. Two very, very different um, takes on, on life in Scotland. Although I have to say, when it comes to a Scottish accent, Carrie Elwes wins hands down. <laughs> well, here's where we're going to invite our listeners. Please, 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 if you see these or know of where they're being shown, please drop a line on traditionally-speaking.com so that our other listeners might be able to tune in on it. And so I can find it. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't have as many channels as, as some people do, but if you see the, either of these two movies pop up, if you drop a line and let us know, uh, we'd love to share this with other listeners that are interested in seeing it. And plus, tell us your favorite uh, Christmas movie, whether it was filmed in Scotland or the United States. Uh, we'd love to know that. So we're going to be talking about a whole lot of movies because I happen to know an expert, an absolute expert, who recently came out with a new book on Christmas movies of the 90s. So, and also has a wonderful book of the golden age of Christmas and as well as Christmas in the 80s. So I'll tell you, you know, this guy knows his movies. <laughs> if you're at all interested in learning more about Christmas movies, you should look up his books because I'll tell you, I have them and they are fascinating reads. And it's kind of fun to actually, even before you see a movie or afterward, to kind of look these up and see what really went on with these because Tom explains it in great detail and including any pitfalls or, or you know, wonderful things that happened. So, you know, but do let us know if you know about these movies or others like it that you would like our listeners to know. Well, thank you very much, Joe. That's very kind of you um, to say that. And I really appreciate those kind words. Um, but one thing I will say about these two TV movies is the one common theme that runs through them is the enduring friendship between our two countries. And nothing speaks more of the friendship between Scotland and the USA 
than these two films do. So for that reason alone, they're always worth watching um, because uh, you know they, both protagonists in each of the films, um, one of them is Scottish, the other is American. And uh, it, it says a lot actually about how our traditions are similar and yet slightly different. And both of the films talk about that in some detail. So as I say, for that reason alone, it's worth watching. And if you've been listening to our podcasts at all, and I invite you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes if you've missed them, you would find out just how different we are in some things and how similar we are in others. And I'll tell you, that makes it all the more interesting and why we're gonna continue this throughout the year and talk about the differences between Scotland and the US and other parts of the, the world. So, well, Tom, that was, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I gotta find these movies and I especially wanna see the one with, with Shields and Ellis. So, um, but yeah, let us uh, know if you find them and know where, the, where we can get them. So, and I'm, we'll probably have to wait closer to Christmas for it, but maybe not. You know, sometimes look at Hallmark. They're showing movies, Christmas movies almost all year round now. So, <laughs> especially come July. The exciting thing, of course, is there are so many different angles we can talk about when it comes to film and TV and music and all sorts of other pop culture. We have Scotland and the USA have sometimes gone in the same direction and sometimes gone in different directions. So I look forward to discussing all of those different things with you uh, in future episodes. And I'll tell you, it's something that Tom and I learn more and more about each other and our cultures and how we do things in the States versus how they do things in Scotland. So I, I'm so enjoying this, Tom, and I hope our listeners are too. I think we're getting some pretty good compliments. So I'm pleased to, to see that they're enjoying this as much as we are. Delighted because there's plenty more still to come. Yes, we got. <laughs> We keep finding more and more subjects to talk about. So, so stay tuned and stay with us because you're going to find some things that I'll bet you you're just going to be absolutely amazed about. Well, with that, Tom, thank you so very much for the uh, reviews on those movies and uh, what they're about. And we'll look forward to having you come visit us next month uh, when we introduce another podcast. Thanks so much, Joe, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about these films, and if you have any favourites, do please get in contact with us at traditionally-speaking.com and let us know what your favourites are. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. Have a great rest of the month. <laughs>